Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Light Up Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Gailey Dutton. You are listening to the first episode of a series called Macro Misconceptions. And in this series, I want to break down the misconceptions, break down the myths about each macronutrient. And then beyond that, I want to get into just the general recommendations for health based on credible sources. And then at the very end, we'll dive into some of my favorite ways to incorporate these macronutrients and some fun meal ideas if you're interested in some new ways to incorporate each of these things. So you're tuning into part one and today we're gonna be talking about fats. Now, man, I I feel like poor fat, they just got labeled (laughs) the worst name because unfortunately we seem to have this fear of fat in our society. I think that there's a fear around gaining weight. There's a fear around fat in general, and that is okay. That is just, it is what it is. It's there. But the problem is that I think that because we have this fear, we have targeted fats, one of the three macronutrients out of fats, carbohydrates, and protein. We have, some of us have bought into the belief that fats make you fat. I think that some of us have also bought into the belief that we can and we should just completely eliminate fat altogether. Or there are others who have gone on the extreme side of that and instead of completely eliminating them, they are solely relying upon fat in their diet. And I want to jump into this. I I really want to give you the, the real basics, the recommendations, some education behind fat, the differences between different kinds of fat, because I really believe that when we are more aware of things, when we understand things and we we, we gain and we grow in knowledge and understanding, we can start to make educated decisions for our own bodies and for ourselves. Now, before we jump into all of this, I want to preface that clearly, you know, I'm not here trying to tell you what you should be eating, how you should be eating, none of that. And that's not my role and that's not my place. However, what I can do is relay the basics, relay some standard information and share that with you and you can do with it as you please. And I would encourage you to take whatever you find or whatever you take away from today's show, take what you learn and research it yourself. Look into it yourself and see what you think about it and and see how that compares to other research. Um, What I share with you today is information that has been backed by science, backed by credible sources. And the reason why I want to share it on this show and on this platform is because we often talk about how important it is to fuel our bodies. But if we don't understand what to fuel our bodies with or we have a misunderstanding or a misconception about certain food sources, then how are we going to do that efficiently or effectively? I don't think it's possible. I think that we can begin to make healthier decisions when we are informed and aware of what decisions we're actually making because maybe we think we're making a healthy choice or we think we're doing something good for ourselves, like maybe avoiding fat completely because it's fat. Um, and when in reality, that's that's not really what's best for us, but we just weren't even aware to what it's all about. We weren't aware of how it worked, 
how it functioned in our body and in our life. And I think that that goes for a lot of other things in our life as well, right? When we aren't aware of what's going on or we don't fully understand what we're doing, we can continue to go down cycles that are unhealthy. We can step into things that actually are not beneficial for us, but maybe we think they're beneficial and we just don't even know because we aren't aware. And so my goal here on the Light Up Your Life podcast is to bring awareness. And so today's show is going to look a little bit different. If you're someone who is really into this stuff and you're into nutrition and you're really familiar with it, or maybe you just know the basics, then some of this stuff is going to be review. Some of this stuff is going to sound familiar. And what I want to say to that is I would encourage you to keep listening because I'm going to talk about these misconceptions a little bit more. And I think that you might resonate with some of them, or maybe you've seen this in other people that are maybe fearful of some of these macronutrients because of X, Y, and Z. On the other hand, maybe you're someone who doesn't even know what a macronutrient is. And I think that this show is going to be really helpful for you because it's going to be a place and an opportunity where you can just learn some of the basics. And it might sound basic, but it also might sound really overwhelming. And that's okay if it does, because if it's your first time hearing these things, it's going to feel a little bit overwhelming. But I want to share this with you because I want you to be able to make healthy decisions for yourself and we cannot make healthy decisions if we aren't informed and aware of what we're even doing in the first place. So let's jump into it without further ado. So we have fats. The general recommendation for fat intake is 20 to 35 percent of your total caloric needs. Now we can get into your total calorie needs on another day but that's just the general recommendation. So 20 to 35% of what you're eating should come from fat. Now, why is this? We'll get into that a little bit more later. Let's first address the first misconception that fat makes you fat. Now, I think the reason why this is a misconception, the reason why this gets tossed around all the time is based on a little bit of of truth. And I think that sometimes we take one piece of information and we just blow it out of proportion. So what we know is that carbohydrates and protein, they are about four calories per one gram. However, with fats, fats are nine calories per gram. And so because of this, right, we have a basically a, a little bit more than double amount of calories per gram for fats. We have taken this and been like, well, fats must be the enemy, right? They're like, they're so many calories and they're going to make me fat and they're just going to add to my total caloric intake and I don't want that, right? I don't want to be fat. I don't want to gain fat. So I'm not going to eat fat at all. Now, yes, fats are nine calories per gram versus the other macronutrients. However, there is good reason for this. There's so much more to the story than just this. But before I move on, I want to share that there are there are different kinds of fat, okay? I think that oftentimes another misconception about fat is that all fats are created equal. And we see this with a lot of our other macronutrients as well. We see all of the foods that fall under this umbrella as the same when in reality they all they're they're going to function a little bit differently. So when it comes to fats, we have a lot going on, but the main things that I want to point out to you are saturated fats and unsaturated fats. So unsaturated fat is going to be liquid at room temperature. And these would be fats like olive oil, safflower oil, avocado, seed oils, things like that. Whereas saturated fats are typically going to be solid at room temperature. That's things like butter, ghee, and I'm going to make like a little asterisk highlight here 
coconut oil is also a saturated fat. The reason why I want to highlight the difference between these two is because of the recommendations for them. Nothing is good or bad or wrong or right about any of the things that I just listed. And I'm not here to tell you that some food is is bad and another food is good. But what I am here to say is that there are certain foods that are going to serve your body better than others. And that's just the bottom line. So the general recommendation for saturated fat, that's that solid fat, butter, ghee, coconut oil, it's recommended that less than 7 to 10% of your total needs for fat come from saturated fats. You don't want to exceed that. The rest of your fat intake should come from unsaturated fats like those olive oils, safflower oils, avocado, things like that. And based on this recommendation, I think it's really good to just be aware, like how much fat am I intaking and how much is saturated, how much is unsaturated. Another type of fat that I want to share with you is trans fat. Now, trans fat is basically, it is a hydrogenated oil that acts like a saturated fat. And we're going to find this mostly in like our processed foods, our packaged foods. And the recommendation for trans fat is less than 1%. Really, we don't want much of it in our diet, really minimal as much as we can. And so I share this with you because maybe you're someone who, you know, saw something online or on social media that coconut oil is just the best fat in the world. It's the best oil and you shouldn't have any other oil but coconut oil. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I I love coconut oil and it's honestly amazing to me. However, it's not the sole source of oil that I include in my diet and it's because coconut oil is is fantastic, but it's a saturated fat and we don't need all of our fat intake to come from saturated fats. And so I, I, I don't know, I don't want to make assumptions, but I do think that a lot of people assume that maybe coconut oil is better than another, like olive oil, for example, when in reality, those are two different kinds of oils. And so we can't really compare them in that way. And it's important to just be aware of the fact that, hey, there's actually like a recommendation around this that I should have maybe less saturated fats and more unsaturated. Not all fat is created equal. I want to get into a little bit about kind of like what happens when we aren't consuming enough fat and then what happens when we're consuming too much fat. And I think I want to jump into the excess intake first, since this seems to be the one that people are most concerned about. You know, we're more concerned about eating too much fat because there's an associated weight gain. Now, the reason why there's a weight gain associated with an increase in fat is just like any other macronutrient. If we are consuming more calories than we are burning, then obviously that's going to result in weight gain. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact that fat is a fat. Yes, it does have more calories per gram, and this can contribute to that a little bit more than maybe the other macronutrients, but that's just something to keep in mind. An excess intake of fat would also result in an inadequate intake from the other macronutrients, right? So if we have a total amount of calories and we're consuming a a ton of fat and we're not consuming much carbs or protein, it's because we're consuming so much fat, right? There's just not enough room to include the recommendations for carbs and the recommendations for protein, which we'll get into in a later episode. There's also an increase in cardiovascular disease risk when we are consuming like a ton of fat. But um, I, I, I want to jump into the insufficient intake part because I really believe that more often than not, people are maybe not consuming 
enough fat. And I guess every person is different. And so I don't want to overgeneralize because maybe there's more people that are consuming too much fat. But I just want to make you aware of what's associated with, you know, having too much and having too little. So let's jump into an insufficient intake of fat. Before I jump into this, though, I do want to share that for me personally, the fact that fats are nine calories per gram, it was really beneficial for me when I was in a season of life trying to put on more weight, but I was having a hard time eating more food. So the really cool thing about fat is because it is more calorically dense, you don't have to eat as much to meet your your caloric needs for the day. And so if you're someone who struggles to eat enough calories or get enough food in the day and meet your needs, then fat could be a really awesome opportunity in a really cool way to meet your needs without like feeling like you have to eat a ton of food. And so that was something for me that was really, really beneficial. And on that note, I think it's important to remember that if we're not eating enough fat, you guys, we're going to feel fatigued. We might feel tired. We might even see a decrease in sports performance if we're an athlete or we're training a lot. Fats contribute to our hormones. You know, if, if we're not consuming enough fat, we can have a decrease in hormone production. I know for myself, when I was not consuming enough fat, my estrogen levels dropped dramatically. And when I began to incorporate more fat into my diet, I was able to slowly increase my calories, slowly increase you know, my hormone production and eventually get my menstrual cycle back and all those things working again. And so that's just something else I want to throw out there. Another thing that happens when we're not consuming enough fat is we have a decreased um, ability to insulate our bodies, right? Maybe you're feeling cold all the time. Maybe you feel like you're the person that always has to have on a jacket, even though it's like really nice outside. It might be because there's not enough fat in your diet. Fat is an insulator. It's it's helpful for our bodies to stay warm and to function properly. Now, the two things that I really want to highlight in terms of insufficient intake of fat is that when we're not consuming enough fat, we will also most likely have inadequate nutrient absorption of essential vitamins like vitamins A, D, E, K. We need fat for nutrient absorption. It also makes up your myelin sheath. The myelin sheath, I won't get into all the sciencey stuff because I'm honestly not even the best at it, but the myelin sheath is composed of fat. And, and this is the thing that surrounds your neurons, right? Your neuron cells. And when we don't have enough fat in our diet, we actually have seen cognitive impairment risk increase. And so, there's so much more to fat, you guys. There's so much more than we give it credit. And it's so easy, you know, when we're trying to be healthy or maybe we heard something on social media or on TV or from a friend that fat is the enemy or fat is like double the amount of calories. It can become a fear. And I don't want to like dismiss that. I don't want to dismiss that, you know, we're, we're just trying to do our best, right? But I wanted to provide you with just some of these basic things because I want to just, I want you to be informed. I want you to be aware that there's so much more that it does for your body, right? Nutrient absorption, you know, just being cognitively aware, literally the functioning of your brain and being able to send messages from your body to your brain and vice versa for sports performance, for hormone production, for insulation. It does so much for your body. Now, kind of off of this topic, but in the same realm, I think that there's a big fear around cholesterol and I want to dive into this because for some reason, everyone's freaked out by eggs. It seems to me that, you know, we have people who are obsessed with eggs and they're eating like 20 eggs a day, drinking them 
raw and then we have the people that are totally avoiding eggs because they're scared of cholesterol maybe they only like egg whites because the egg yolk has you know more cholesterol in it or we're just concerned about that but the truth here is that eggs actually you guys eggs reduce inflammation and they actually improve overall energy consumption I love eggs. If you're allergic to eggs, I'm sorry, but I could eat eggs literally all day long. And the cool thing about this is that there's really no need to fear um, dietary cholesterol. We don't have to be fearful of that. However, I want to mention that if you're someone who's sensitive to cholesterol, then yes, you want to be aware of your cholesterol intake. However, for those of us who are not sensitive to cholesterol we don't have to be fearful of it because what your body does is when you consume a certain amount of cholesterol let's say you eat like a bunch of eggs i don't know i don't know how many a bunch is for you maybe you eat like eight eggs i don't know your body is going to eliminate all unnecessary cholesterol throughout the process of uh, metabolism while your body's metabolizing all of that food it's going to eliminate anything that's not necessary and so some of my favorite ways to incorporate fat into my diet let me just give you some of my favorites first of all avocados love nut butters love i happen to be allergic to literally all nut butters but cashew butter which is really a bummer um and seeds i love seeds so some meal ideas for you love a good avocado toast i know that's such a basic thing to say but i love it i love avocado toast especially with an egg on top or multiple eggs you just cannot go wrong another fun thing i like to do is add curry powder to my avocado toast if you like indian spices please try this it is so good like get your your bread gluten-free sourdough whatever you like throw that avocado on there mash it up whatever or slices of avocado and then curry powder you guys it is so good i don't i don't know maybe it's just a weird thing but it's one of my favorites Another thing that I love to do is um, I love salmon bowls. Salmon has a really good source of omega-3s, a really good, it's a really good fatty fish. And, you know, throughout the week, I love having, you know, my, you're recommended to have two servings of fatty fish a week about. And so I love doing salmon bowls. I'll have some kind of grain, my salmon, and then, um, you know, sometimes I add a little avocado on there, obviously some veggies, but that's another one of my favorites. And then another way to incorporate some fat into your diet if you're struggling with it is to just like sprinkle seeds and nuts on top of things. I think one of my favorite ways to do this is with my oatmeal in the mornings. I love myself some oats and whether that's some cashew butter drizzled on top with some chia seeds sprinkled or that's like actual nuts on top. You can do walnuts on top or whatever nut you can have. It's a really good way to increase your amount of fat. So that's really all that I have for you today in terms of fat. I want to remind you that each macronutrient is is vital, not only to performance in terms of training, but just wellness overall, you guys. It's a macronutrient. Honestly, maybe this is an an unpopular opinion but i really believe that fats carbohydrates and protein they're vital and i don't think that we should either completely rely on one or completely eliminate one all of them serve a purpose and all of them have a function in our body they also each help one another do certain things and we'll get into that in a later episode so just remember that too much of one macronutrient can mean a deficiency in another remember that fats are 20 to 30 percent of your total caloric intake and remember that like we don't have to fear fats you guys fats are good for you fats are, are going to be helpful in the functioning of your body 
I think that when we're aware of what we're eating and we understand what we're eating and why we're eating it, it's so much easier to make healthy choices. So if you're someone who's been a little bit fearful of fat, I want to encourage you this week, try something new, have some avocado toast, use some olive oil. I hope that this show was beneficial for you and helpful. I know that it was a little bit different. If you had any kind of takeaway or you learned something new or you just got to think about something different that you hadn't thought about before, please leave us a rating or review. Honestly, you guys, this is the only way that the show grows and it's another way that we can help others light up their life, become more aware of how to live healthier lifestyles. And that's what we want. We want to help one another grow, help one another develop. And that's the purpose of this show. So as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your week and come back next week because we're going to dive into the next macronutrient for part two of macronutrient misconceptions. Bye guys.